Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner and co-host Patrick from Pullstring Press for this great studio. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Mark. I don't think people know you do that live every time. I do it live every time. Every time. Yes, exactly. That's and, consistency. Uh, that <laughs> you, you sound like a recording, but you are live every time. <laughs> I love that. I would like for you to meet Brad Weber. Brad, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. And, and now, remind me how you heard about us or we heard about you, because I think someone recommended you, or did you recommend yourself? I think I was attending a Hub 101 event, and yes. I think it was it was mentioned, your podcast. Yes. And then so I decided to start listening to it. Like, yes. this is over a year ago. Yes. And uh, and then I actually, you know, I think I reached, I, after listening to some podcasts, I reached out to you. And um, so listener, after listening. That's how it works. Yeah. You, you listen. You say, I've, I'm fascinating. I could be on the show. <laughs> no, actually, you, ha- you, inter- you had a guest on. And I thought, oh, I would like an introduction to them. Or I'd like, you know. Oh, is that I, what it I, was? And I realized, you know, you have a lot of people in the, in the area Right. And I would like to meet you for maybe facilitating other introductions of people that are like-minded. Right. Yeah. And so we then met in person uh, at uh, a planning session for TEDx Camarillo down in the Camarillo Library. Right. And we got to meet and uh, and talk about your your startup, which is called Rally Care. Correct. And which Rally Care, it's so it's a digital healthcare company where you're innovating the coordination of care between family friends and caregiving organizations. Yes, that's so a that's, mouthful. That, yes. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> In my head when you said that, I thought, oh, digital healthcare, like my phone? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> like it, making it, my digital life it, better? It feels like the result of uh, 12 people sitting around a table figuring out exactly what do we call ourselves. So it's, I, I get that. So what is yeah. it? Tell me exactly what it is. Really what it, what it is is that when people are going through um, – in an event, let's say a, a surgery or an illness, the coordination of care around that person is often, you know, not optimal. And it, I'll tell you the history where it came out of sure. the aha moment that uh, I, I realized there was a need for this is that I was recovering from my quadruple bypass like four years ago. Wow, and you're a young guy. That's... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also a cancer survivor. Wow. So I'm I'm a survivor in many things. Okay. And I just recall that people were coming by unannounced. People were sending flowers that I'm, I'm allergic to. And I remember <laughs> well, turning to my girlfriend and I'm saying, I'm, I'm not trying to be ungrateful. Sure. I said, but how come I could bloody register when I got married for my needs? Yeah. How come I could oh. register when my wife was pregnant sure. for our, you know, our, our needs? But people have no clue how to help when this is a major life event that's going on. People often don't do anything because they're afraid to call. They don't want to wake you up uh, or they're uncomfortable because right. you're stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. So they don't do anything. And then other people do the wrong things. So I said there should be some way of registering this. And I thought of the idea. I shared it with a lot of friends. And how, then, long, how long ago was that? 
That was like four years ago, four and a half years ago. Okay. And I shared the idea with a lot of people, and then I forgot about it because it's just an idea. It's sure. not a business. We do this all the time with lunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just that's, an idea. That's what napkins yeah, were made yeah. for. Exactly. But, but then what happened is like six months later, a friend said, you know, my mother's sick. I could really use that app. And Brad, <laughs> could, did you, you know, he, they know did I build things. It? Did oh. you do it? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And then someone else came to me and said, you know, my wife is sick. Did you ever build that? And I go, no. So That's what we call how, the tap on the shoulder. Yeah, how many of those did you have to go through? I, I probably went through four or five. <laughs> oh, my god. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's interesting wow. because it was just an idea. And I still can't produce a good idea because it has to – you have to have distribution. Otherwise, it just sits there as another app in the app store. Right. Or, you know, just another website with no traffic. So I continued to sit on this. Or, or one might say resist. Resist. Yeah, well, we're busy doing other right. things in life. Resistance, so. Resistance. takes on uh, interesting guises, right? Disguises, that's, right? We, that's very true. I'm, I'm battle, I battle resistance all the time, and I think our listener probably bal- is battling resistance as well. Uh, if, if, that, if you're resonating with that, um, go get uh, any of Stephen Pressfield's book books. Mm. Uh, the War of Art or uh, Turning Pro, um, which is um, how you battle resistance is going to be the difference between you being an amateur in life and being a professional in life. Interesting. And, it's, and so I, I was just hearing resistance because yeah. you were, there was market demand staring you in the face. You were being tapped on the shoulder all over the place. So what was it? So now I want to hear what was the the that turning point where you said, "Now nah, I got it. I'm going to do this." Well, um, I also had an experience with um, affiliate marketing, and I also had experience working with nonprofits. So when I was, I remembered one day. I remembered that when I was 25 and I got diagnosed with cancer. I called the 800 number for American Cancer Society, right. and I said, oh, I just got diagnosed. Um, <laughs> no, I, do I have no idea. Do you have, what do you have as far as resources and you know, information? And they took my name and my address, and they sent me an envelope for payment. Oh, come on. Yeah. What? Yeah. And, and then I called back, and I said, uh, well, I got an envelope, and I got a little one-page brochure about why it's important to give for research, but what can you do for me? And they said, oh, you have to call your local office. So I called the local American Cancer Society office, and they said, oh, we're a local fundraising office. And um, I remember that experience of being almost funny, right? Because you know, <laughs> I, here well, you I thought are. you guys helped. Yeah, I thought you helped. But they do. They do research. But sure. they, they're better today. This was like 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm. And then I, my mother-in-law got MS, and I, and I called the MS Society. And same, they said, same, same thing. What's your name and address? Right. And my father got Alzheimer's. And I was a caregiver as well for many years. And they also were interested in just getting donations. And I realized these nonprofits, they do research. They have limited services. But they have limited services because they have limited budgets. Right. And their number one mission is raising money. Then it's then they can provide the services and the research. So it dawned on me, if I build this app and I make it a tool for nonprofits and healthcare organizations to extend their support services and to make donations and, and use it to make money, 
then I'll have distribution. Because I really cared about this distribution as well as having a, you know, a viable right, so business. So you knew it wasn't enough to have the idea. You knew to get the idea out. You had to figure, you had kind of had to solve that problem at the same time. Yeah, you, exactly. There's too many good ideas out there that, that don't work right. because no one hears about it. Right. But if you can have something that people are willing to distribute for you for money, so non-pro- a nonprofit organization, for example, and we don't have any yet signed up because we're still in the MVP the development stage, right? Um, they'll use the, the white label of Rally Care for their constituency, be it an ALS or American Cancer Society or even a local church or a workplace. And people then could coordinate care. Hey, so-and-so is sick. This is how you could help them. This is their likes and dislikes. Here are some guidance tips. Oh, and you can make a donation. Right. And when they're, you know, so it's a licensing model for these companies, these organizations, and they can use this as a tool to enhance their relevancy, enhance their contributions, and really offer good support services, which is so lacking. So the idea was four years ago, and so it's still you're doing something else, and this is a background process. Is this full-time now for you? It's more about half-time. Yeah. Um, I've been out there trying to, I wanted to go full-time. It's my passion. But my waiting the tables is, uh, you know, doing consulting for other companies sure. and, in marketing and, or IT. I, I had a, uh, an experience that our listener knows I'm a chef and I, lo- I love to cook. And a friend asked me to cook for another friend who's quite sick. And, uh, and it was in, uh, I, so I have direct recent response to this in that, there's so many people wanting to help this person that there's an embarrassment of riches. Right. And to the point of the, the, the good stuff, and in, in my case, it's food. That's my gift is food. Um, and I, I did that, and I uh, 24 hours later got emailed a link to a, a site called Meal Train. Right. Have you you've heard yes, of Yes, I'm familiar with Meal Train. Which I, yeah. I didn't know. I'm delivering on a Meal Train this afternoon. I did, had no idea. Yeah, and you go and you sign up, and but it tells what they like, what they don't like, what the mm-hmm. whole thing is, and here, right. here are so many people to cook for, and you know, and so I just said, okay, well, I'll, my friend said, just go fill in the gaps, right, yes. and and go help, and I thought, what a lovely way to kind of figure that out. So, what's the, what's the biggest problem? I wait, I want to ask the dragon question like this. Oh, okay. You ready? Because I know you. I, I feel like I know where you're going. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Um, don't we already have enough apps in this world? Like, aren't 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 we good with apps? Like, why are apps the reach for? Like, can they really mm. solve problems, or are they mm. just ways for certain people developing stuff to make money? Ooh. Like, is the app really yeah. of of uh, you know a value now? Now that we're at this this phase of saturation. Mm-hmm. Well. Several questions in that, but yeah. I, I, I developed it as a website as well as an app because a lot, some people still don't have smartphones. Um, it's a shrinking minority. Um, my app, I want to be 100% free. Mm. I want my okay, goal is so to it's get... it's not about making it, money. It's not about making money for okay. me. At, at this stage of my life, I want to give back. Um, my, my favorite quote is, the only thing permanent is what you give. And I so believe that. Yeah. Um, I want it to be viable. I don't want to work, you know, for free or, or take this out of my savings. So it has to be somewhat of a viable business. But 
Um, it's a free app. Well, so yeah, how can that be the same thing? Can, can, how can you get both those things in the, in the same thing? Because if you license this to the nonprofit organizations, they're paying for it. Free to users. It's free to users. They're getting the benefit. They're share, they're, it's increasing their donations. Sure. And it's increasing their support services. So the idea then, so the, so the end, it's, it's really interesting when you're not connected to the end client, where your business, so the business, you have one client, which is the executive director of uh, some nonprofit or the pastor at a church. Correct. And then you're serving their constituency. And so you have this abstract relationship to those people? Somewhat. Um, yeah, I almost feel like when people ask, what is RallyCare about? Maybe I should just say, oh, it's it, their tools, software tools for nonprofit and caregiving organizations to increase That's, that's clearly one way to, to, to characterize it. Right? I could. That's a, a way to do it. But yeah. I think this, and I don't even know the universe of, to your point, of these yeah. apps. Are there a lot of apps in, in this space? Did you go out There's, and... Did you go out and do some market validation of that? I did. Uh, there's several apps. MealTrain is, is a great app, um, and there's other apps out there. But I felt that they were there was a lot of opportunity. And so what, so what were the gaps you were trying to fill? The gaps were, were it's not only just for meals but, and, and, and activities. I had just a recent user, you know, signed up just to make sure their dog was fed. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, only obviously. The number yeah. one priority was yeah. as they went in for a major surgery is that someone was feeding the dogs morning and afternoons. Yeah, right. Oh, um, but also guidance tips. Like when there's a section in guidance where, you know, if you the doctor comes and is visiting you and you're visiting this somebody who's sick, you know, you should know to leave. Right, know? right. Um, don't, you know, if someone's going through chemo, they probably don't want, you know, don't wear heavy perfume and send flowers. Uh, you know, just huge, comment. There just huge. seemed to be a greater area that needed to be addressed than just meals, than, than meal train. And there's other apps there as well. That yeah, I have I have no exposure to this world at all because I. But I don't just, like everything you just hear. It's like, oh yeah, no, obviously don't come in smelling like cologne. Like just don't do it. Like like that could be really. I, I think horrific. that civilians just don't know this stuff. Civilians don't know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Right. right. I mean, you don't know until you get dropped into that world, and now you're in this world. I'm. I have a client. Uh, we're long. It's called HearingFirst.org, hmm. and it is for parents who have recently diagnosed children with hearing disorders. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, our listener knows I, I build these online communities to connect people and it connects parents to other parents so that they can share, it's like, now what do I do, right? <laughs> right? Now what do I do, right? And so it's to your point, it's this connection of now what do I do? How do I wanna help, but I don't wanna, and, and so we, every, it sounds like everybody's in a, a situation where they want to help, but you you want the help, but you don't want to piss them off, or you don't want to annoy them. You want to be a nice chemist, and, and that's stress inducing. Yeah, how, what what people say, having gone through cancer, and people come in, oh my God, how are you doing? Mm. What's the doctor saying? Mm -hmm. Focusing on the negative. What's so, versus, so okay? So I'm going to go down that. What's 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 the, what's the so you've been you've lived this enough. What's the thing you want them to say to you? Um, what can we teach our listener right now if they hear they have a friend? Like, what's, what, do you, what do you say, what do you not say? So, when are, so how soon are we be going to be able to uh, go hiking again? Is a hurtful thing. 
is, is a great thing. Oh, it's a great oh. thing. I'm saying it's, let's, That's a great let's way look to towards the future. Right. Someone's going through stage four, doesn't look good. You're giving you, them a calendar You want to give them a calendar. So let's yeah. see. So it's gonna, you're going to be out in two or three weeks. We're going we're gonna to go back to – we're going to go see a movie. We're going right. to go back right. on, the, on the trails. When so you go like bike those kinds of things because that got you in a positive – because there are people who have been in stage four for s- ten years. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so and nothing, not nothing will grind you down more than not having anything. Yeah, stage four is not like the end anymore. It used yeah, to be, yeah. you know, it was a negative. When I was in the 80s, getting, I was stage two. It was That was bad. Yeah. Um, now, you know. So in, that's a good it, question. What's, what's the bad question? That, it's bad, the well-intentioned. Yes. But it lands wrong. Just focusing on their health, I think, overall, asking questions, what do the doctors say? Those are bad. I don't think, let, let the patient bring that up. I don't know if that's bad, but the way you say it, the energy of it, it's, being trying to move people into a positive state is very important. It's so hard, though, bad. because you're afraid of, like, not, not seeming uh, sympathetic, Correct. You yeah. know, like, like, huh. because oh, right, we're sure, going. Yeah, I'm sure, going sure, to visit sure. you in the hospital. Like, shouldn't I? Should, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not a doctor, and I don't. You've already. This is all you've been talking about and thinking about all day long. Yeah. I don't want to know, or I don't need to know that your catheter was really uncomfortable today. You know, like <laughs> right. that's just not. That's not part of it. But I do want to be sympathetic about the fact that this yeah. is this is a room that doesn't feel very comfortable. I think even saying, I don't know what to say is a very good thing to say. Oh, oh. it's like identifying. Yeah, like, yes. like, like, you know what? I just don't know what to say. I, I just feel I, you so, you know what? I, I'm I just gonna feel go. bad. Yeah. And I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And being very transparent. Yeah. But I, you know what? Thank you for that. Cause that, and, and our listeners say thank you as well to Brad. Um, <laughs> cause, cause that one actually, I, I could, I'm aligned with that one. It's like, hey, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And just let that land and then be and allow that uncomfortable, because there's going to be an uncomfortable silence. And it's a good silence. Right. Though. There, then there's a connection there after right. that silence when right. you say that. Yeah. I used to just talk politics. Whoever they're for, pick the opposite. Whatever, just to get just them to, going, let's just talk know? about politics. Yeah, let's, let's just, just you know, like because normally in, in like polite like dinner conversation or at a cocktail party, you you know, you don't talk politics, religion, or Jimmy Buffett. But when they're in the hospital, I think all three of those topics are on the table. Yeah. So that exact thing happened two weeks ago uh, someone in our improv troupe I don't know what the medical situation was but she was in emergency room and she was crashing and it was bad on stage no there was some yeah. medical situation oh, no, I scary. don't know what it was and yeah. it was not good at all she's young and she recounted the story on on Facebook as one does mm-hmm. uh, major life moments sure. um, but she said that the nurse came in and her pulse was down in some like really bad place. 30s, 40s. Yeah. Sure. And started talking to her about all the good things Trump was going to do for oh the country. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What a yeah. tactic. And <laughs> she took the bait. Oh, man. And got her blood pressure up and got her pissed off. And no she was way. in the nurse's grill big time. And she, and then it was all a strategy by the nurse. Oh, that was smart. Yeah. Wow. Like awesome. I've seen something like that on a plane where a a woman was, was not doing well 
and they started giving her blood pressure had dropped and they were and a, one of the you know is there a doctor on the plane comes forward and first thing she was like we need a coca-cola like bring me bring me a coke and then uh and then was kind of antagonizing her a little bit uh, trying to get her to respond right through right. A- antagonization yeah, t- trump's gonna be great oh my gosh i can't <laughs> wait he's gonna be like this yes yeah. that's oh, is that new. is that what's been happening to me on facebook <laughs> People are trying to get my pulse working again. <laughs> well, the, I didn't know. It's a medical thing. Oh, I forgive you know, everybody. It, I think things that are distracting from the focus of their illness. Right. Because when you're not there, that's where we're going, doing? right? If they're in the hospital and when you're not there, uh, I got TV is just boring after a while. Oh, my. Right? You just yeah. can't handle it. Yeah. And that um, your mind not be sharp enough to read. So any, any talk about travels or what they've done in the past or in the future is just a great distractions. Yeah. I like I like Positive that uh, paint. We we talk about in our TED planning. It's uh, paint a picture of a new reality. What's yes. the new reality look like when we're on? We've we've passed through this crucible, right? right. And and gotten to the other side. Um, and tell tell me some. I want to hear some stories about uh, your users and some of the things that the problems that they're solving that you didn't expect. Mm. Yes. Um, well, some of the different users we've had, uh, some user just went in for like knee surgery and they had their family on you know, Europe, South America, and they just used it to keep, you know, share updates of, hey, I'm going into surgery tomorrow, I'm out of surgery, this is what's going on. Um, so versus you could use Facebook for that. Some right. people are very open and don't mind everybody knowing everything. And, and uh, most people don't know how to control the permissions. So That's they don't know how to set up a little ring of just those five people. So exactly. they forget and they don't do that. So this is a private. So it's all login and all you, of that. You accept people who want to support you. Okay. So I uh, just had another obscure thought. Um, I've stayed out of healthcare in my community business as much as I could because of HIPAA compliancy, mm-hmm. mm. right? It's like, I just don't even want to go there. I don't want to have to, to deal with all the regulations. Is that a challenge for you? Do you have to deal with that? Not yet. We're not physicians. It's their own, We're just facilitating communications. But personal network, medical records is... We're not getting, we're not storing medical information. Got it. This is more like, this is just facilitating communications, calendaring of events, likes and dislikes, guidance. That's really the self-reporting core of it. Like, like Facebook wouldn't have to. If if I reported that I was getting chemo treatment, I wouldn't have. Facebook wouldn't have to worry about me reporting that. That's me. Yeah, but we're still encrypting everything and oh, making nice. sure it's all secure. But you know, it's not. It we're not the physicians caring for them. We're more like Facebook or, or you know, or Gmail, just facilitating the communications. So let's hear another another one. But I'm looking for. Like the unexpected. Uh, being a software guy, my pretty much oh. my whole adult life. I'm restruct- I'm doing a major restructure right now. Okay. Because I thought when I designed this thing, <laughs> and I, I'm a, I'm a former developer as well, right. and uh, I thought I'll make this easy and I'll have either supporters or recipients of care. So when okay. you sign in, you say I'm a supporter or I'm a recipient. Yeah, of care. there's only make two. It, there's only two categories. There's only two categories. Right. It's binary. Life and is it, always. It doesn't have to be two. binary, but I thought it would just make it easier for my right. users. And of yeah. course, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not binary. There's, I hate users. Yeah, <laughs> users right? just that's get my, in the way. That's my t-shirt. <laughs> if t-shirt not for, for users, the show. this app would be going great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, 
Yeah. It's <laughs> damn customers. Yeah, um, yeah so I had so, someone. But, but that's uh, the point, right? Yeah. Is, is we have this idea. We have this vision of how to solve that problem. And then real people start using it. And they do squirrely things with it mm -hmm. because they're trying to solve their problem. And that's what's interesting to me. And I think that's what's we should as as our listener if, if you you know you're developing solutions for people it's that really paying attention and finding oh yeah. it, and, and i i like to say is is that an that use case is that an edge case or is that the tip of the iceberg because you, you know, never know you, the the one thing i know every time i've started a company and a, and a product is that I don't know. <laughs> that's right. the one thing that's absolutely certain is that we're ignorant when we start. And so it's, it's part of the whole lean startup mentality, which we didn't exist, you know, 20 years ago when right. I started developing products. But you best, better get something out quickly. Right. Because whatever you get out, whether it's short-term or long-term, is going to be needing to be changed. So are you an agile shop? I have always thought that way before it was called agile. I've always thought better to... Oh, oh, introducing the bell, are we? This is Buzzword Bingo, What's kids. What's an Agile shop? So Agile is a style of engineering, and what? I'll let our guest answer <laughs> it, because I was going to throw right to him. So what is Agile engineering? Agile refers to doing things in small chunks. Yeah, I like the bell. Did you like the bell? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it's great. Huge. Stop. Uh, our <laughs> listeners are screaming at us. You right mean there's now. Scrum, there's Agile, there's there's always different terminology for the latest iteration. Well, what does of it mean? Doing... What, what's the benefit? The benefit is it's better to do things in small incremental pushes, meaning get come up with something and get it out to the user as fast as possible. And get feedback as quickly as possible. So is, that's so, what it means to me. So I, I'm sure there's so, a better definition. Well, well, but typically that's on a two-week cycle. Correct. Holy or cow! Less. Oh yeah, yeah. Or less. Two yeah. weeks or less. That sounds unstable. Uh, no. It's no. It's it's glorious. It's such a great way to work. Not for the user. Um, well, you we, know, if you, have, if you have enough users, you can test something in 24 hours. If yep. you have if you have yep. 30,000 people an hour coming through your website, or yep. 30,000 people a day. What is a statistical significant sample by which you could learn something? Mm -hmm. That's really what counts. What just, do we need to do to learn? I'm just imagining coming back to the to the website that I just used yesterday, and and now a feature is either not there or on the other on a different page. So I I, I wonder about that. I'm I, I'm not a developer, obviously, but mm. so that would always be my question: would be like, uh, how do you avoid kind of like alienating people who are in that beta testing with you? You you met you keep communications open. Really robust know. communications. Oh, okay. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you have to really over communicate. Say, I know some of you people like this feature. The reason we're taking it away because it's in the way of this oh, other go. benefit mm -hmm. that we're having a lot of people who who want this. I, I just thought of something that because um, we're this is where I live during the day is um, yeah. I, I'm gonna call it conversational development. Well, right, you're which you're is a phrase right I now. am. Okay. I'm, uh, and if you put it in Urban Dictionary, Alan, before I can do it, I'm going to get <laughs> mad at you. Alan, who is the king of photonics, and we, yes, we know that word, Alan. Uh, conversational development, meaning in, in any effort that we, we always have people, we talk about teams a lot. We talk about we can't do it on our own. We have to have this team. And part of the team is the user. Mm -hmm. They don't, they, they don't 
maybe know or acknowledge that they are part of the team, but they're a big part of the team, right? And it, it then becomes a conversation with them, right? Whether you're explicit about that or not, but how, how closely uh, aligned you are with that conversation, mm -hmm. you're yes-anding them. It's like, because you're listening, oh, hmm, 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 let's try this, try that. Where Agile comes in is you have a development mechanism and way of working that you can incorporate feedback and get things changed and made better for everybody very, very quickly, right? Yes. If you want to, um, uh, uh, Patrick, if you want to um, just get a sense of what that's like from the developer's point like of view. Like you're about to give me yeah. an assignment. I'm going to mansplain. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> doesn't work on me. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, go onto your phone and uh, when you go into updates, and it is you're doing it right now, and you see all of your updates, and it'll say uh, you can read more of what that update is. Right. A lot of time it just says bug fixes. Oh, A yeah, lot yeah. of the time it's, hey, user, we just did this cool new... I mean, th the people who write those, yeah. the clever ones, I'm in love with those people. It's now, most enjoyable. people don't read it, yeah. but you'll see... You're both nodding. Like, you knew that this was a thing oh, to do? It's a thing. Oh, yeah. It's totally a thing. Because <sighs> your your followers will love it, especially the irreverency in, sure. in a bug update, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's totally a thing. You go in there and they go... I, and it's... it's um, I learned a long time with way, a long time ago with Wavefront. Uh, our chief science officer uh, explained to me that it's not the technology that they fall in love with; it's the people behind the technology. Yeah, no, and I, the, I and get the, the logic behind because the technology changes. The people stay the same. The, yeah. uh, the Creative Arts Agency, which is the the primary talent agent CAA. for Hollywood, CAA to, uh, for Hollywood, has opened a Silicon Valley, and they did this a couple years ago, but a Silicon Valley office because it occurred to them that those designers have followers you bet. that travel with them from yep. product, to, to, product. product yep. to product. And then also that you can go into a company and say, I, I'm the agent for this developer. Let me pitch him out to you because this person really knows how to create, uh, you know, successfully. And, uh, and so I, it hadn't occurred to me that of course they have kind of that, um, scholarship supporting them inside of yep. various different places. And it's, um, what we call it tone of voice. Mm. So a brand has a tone of voice. Think of every brand mm -hmm. you deal with that has a tone of voice. So a designer has a tone of voice, and a yeah, and a company and an, does, and, and an app does. Yes. So the one we developed for JWT, there's a 84-page document that is the exploration of the tone of voice, which informs the error messages and the dialogue and the feedback and the notifications because it's all about understanding the user who's who again you're in this conversation with them yes. and if they're talking your language you and i were talking about this yeah. when you're listening to podcasts mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. i like the voice right do i like mm -hmm. the person what's <laughs> does that voice convey trust and most of the time no most of the time i'm very upset with the people that are on <laughs> microphone and i think like you might be the best journalist in the world but uh, you, you don't realize that you're speaking into a microphone right now, and you need to you need to go practice a little bit. And and that's yeah. literal tone of voice. Yeah, literal, literal. Right. Tone of voice, and yeah. so tone of voice gets expressed in a lot of different ways. So yeah. what would you say the tone of voice of rally care it's, is? It's um, it's rude. It's um, rude. It's oh, rude. It, it, it the feedback. I'm, I'm telling you the it. feedback I'm that saying, I was that's that what I was saying. Getting. Right. Yeah. You knew is exactly it, where to go on that. I. And it's probably surprised you with my answer, because no, here we uh, created an app that's about support. And caring. And then when people went to use it on the first version, now we've had like 
10, 15 updates. Yeah. But the first version, people didn't know how to use it. It wasn't intuitive. Ultimately, I realized I have an app about support that is so not supportive <laughs> to Iro- our users. Ironically, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so mm-hmm. I've, I've constantly working to make it better. And so give I, us an example of rude tone of voice in but I, but, the app. But I, I'm, I'm now sorry. it's better. Uh, it's it's better. I'm, I'm, I'm very should, sensitive to y- it. You should answer that. But I kind of feel like that's kind of what you described early on, which was saying, don't the patient shouldn't have to be the one who's rude and says you 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 smell like your cologne and and I you know thank you for coming but you need they, to leave right they can't so, so it's like so the app is rude on behalf of the patient. Kind of like that, that nurse ratchet that stands at the door and is like, oh. you can only be here for five minutes. Oh. It's like, she's so rude. And it's like, thank you know, goodness oh, right. that she's so oh, rude. Oh, so this is the uh, Key and Peel Obama. Translator. Yeah. That, the, well, I, That's I don't a good know. idea. I never even thought about it that way. Well, but, but, yeah, we're here to help. But, but a, a, a patient or someone who's get, going through care, the caregiver, they could say to someone, you know, should read the tips. Yeah. Instead right. of saying, you know, you should, you know, not. You should walk out when yeah. the doctor's here, or because you're staying too long. Politeness but is is the is the is the problem. I'm I'm too polite to tell you yes. that these flowers make me sneeze because I'm allergic to them. I'm too polite to like because the gesture was so nice, and I don't want to alienate a friend. And you don't want to alienate good friends who have gone out of their way, yeah. to, have yeah. di- to have driven a far distance to go visit you mm-hmm. uninvited. <laughs> you still don't want to say get out, right? Right. Um, so, so how does rude show up in, in Raleigh? In my care? app is is if someone does something, they go to send to invite someone else to join the app. Right. Is it giving a warm, friendly message? Is it saying invite someone, enter their email address? Initially, it was enter your email address without uh, an explanation. Yeah, what's this going to get me? What's now, it? now it's going to be we're going to send them information about Rally Care and how it can help you and and the person you know right. you're caring for. Initially, it was just very functional. And what, I, I mean, that's rude. Because we're developers and that. Exactly. I right. Was, so, exactly. So, so there's this. I put stop right on the button. I don't know no, what the problem ex- is. Well, it, it, you know, that because then it's all about you and it's not about them. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of uh, um, Christopher Michael, who was in talking about web development a few weeks back, talks about not the what this thing is, because that's all about you, but it's the benefit for them, right? And that's... In the website, what right, you said. Right, yes, right, it's all about right, you, correct. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I'm going to go back to the word conversational because right now the um, the conversation among developers, uh, South by Southwest was just a couple of weeks ago, and it was all about bots and conversational UIs or a conversational user experience. So instead of... Um, here's an example. Instead of giving someone a form, mm-hmm. fill out this form, you wouldn't, in a conversation with another human, say, fill out this form. You would not do that. Yeah. You would ask them a question. Then based on that question, you would ask them another question. Regardless of the answer. Right, exactly. You would, you would, so it becomes a conversation. As it turns out, that is the reason we're doing that. When I say we're speaking of development, is because a lot of these sites are now being driven by AIs or artificial intelligence. And so we're informing and learning how to ask a better question because it's really about you who's answering the question. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I'm having a little problem with my microphone. Anyway, I'm calling to tell you about a really good offer where you could win a cruise to the Bahamas. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, my God. That's the worst robot I've ever met. <laughs> Yeah. Hello? That's not robots. Are you there? <laughs> no. Is it? 
Yeah. So th- yeah. so thinking about that. So I'm 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 curious. Um, I mean, is this all? Is this the kind of thing you're thinking about now? Because it's 2017, yes, and it is. I'm I'm not implementing, you know, AI. You know, I'm not integrating with AI platforms yet. Uh, but I have now a more conversational approach to someone registering. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to be a supporter? Are you? Is this for? Um, you know, you're, you want to add someone to the system? Is it somebody who's already a member? I'm, I'm just trying to make it a little bit more easier to set up. You're going to end up, you, you know, this is one of those pivot things, I think, where it's like you start with this, but it's going to like pivot and turn into like the social network for everybody in a hospital. Like I see, I see you like, you know, that's what's happening is like I met with somebody who's, uh, you know, on staff at UCLA and, and another hospital. He goes like, boy, the hospital needs this because we don't get paid for remittances yeah. and any tools that we can give a patient on, you know, when they wheel them out on the wheelchair that helps their family support them so they don't come back yeah. is important. Right. So, so what's the post-care? I mean, is there is, it, is there a follow-up situation where it's like, okay, well, now I'm out of the hospital. I no longer necessarily need you to be you know, coming and visiting and bringing flowers. So what's the follow-up to that for, like, long-term experience with the, with the product? No, if the product, you know, either, you know, hopefully they get better and they don't need the product anymore. Right. But then they'll remember... You know, eventually everyone ages and gets sick. Right. And they'll, they'll for, remember it. It's and, worked for and, my mom, so probably it'll work for my wife. So that Correct. means you have a transient user base. I do. How do you but, deal with that? Um, if it's a good experience, it's going to be – it, it'll be a positive experience. So they're gonna, I look at an average transaction. I look at an average donation amount, an average fee that I'll make per, per registered user. I look from a business point of view. I just look at my cost per acquisition and my lifetime value of that acquisition. You know, so it's a, it's a it's funny because I'm flipping from a business person right. to you know the ben- and the benefits of this app. But that's how I deal with it. As long as my you know revenues exceed the costs, I'm okay. And uh, I think you were, before we got started on the show, you were saying that your development is done all offshore. Yeah, I'm using, um, it's a mix, but I'm, I'm using uh, developers offshore. I'd rather be onshore. Why, can't, why do, are they all on boats? I don't understand. Yeah, that, exactly. The I, knew, I, knew, I knew you were going there. I'm a literal guy. No, these are, these are sailboats. There's a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of sailboats out you just s- off of Hawaii. You say this, but I know a lot of people who are, who, probably doing who this. are buying boats, and they go and they sail around the world, and they are developers, and they just... That's their thing. They're it's nomadic. Like, There's I'm nomadic. in Tahiti and I'm going to do a week of work in Tahiti and then that'll buy me the next month. And it's always like, well, what are you working on? And it's like apps. If you yeah. are listening to the show right now and you're on a boat, <laughs> send an email to I'm on a boat <laughs> at 805connect.com. I'm, I kid you not. Subject you, line, I'm on a boat. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, you know how John Oliver does um, hashtags. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just throws hashtags out yeah. there and they turn into a thing. Sure. I'm on a boat is a new thing. I mean, I don't know that it yeah. turns into a thing. Yeah, that would be interesting speaking to people who are working all the time. Uh, uh, We're going to get some nomads uh, on the show and I I know a few of them and they take a year off and they go and travel and they have their clients and they can do their work. Um, They take um, a penicillin shot and they're good to go. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they do. What's, what's, uh, let's look out three years. Where is Rally Care in three years? Rally Care, I hope, um, I expect it to be um, a brand that's well known, okay. Um, in in the in the caring space, I hope to have 
um, actually millions. I, I, I like to say it's a lifestyle company because it's going to impact <laughs> the lifestyle of millions of people in, in, okay. in three years. Um, I want to have millions of users, uh, su- significant healthcare organizations that are using it, thousands so getting, of churches. So getting Dignity Health, for instance, would be... Like that'd be a big that would coup. be that would be a big deal. Uh, the American Cancer Society because uh, really it, it seems like this is they need to have more of these things in their portfolio. And that's that what can, I'm thinking. I mean, right. they're they are the, the, for them as an entity to spend money on this one. I think it looks like a, 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 for them the optics of it are to be able to say, hey, these are the forward steps we're making without having to like this. We don't have to sink a ton of money into this because he already did. So right. so right. we can we can we can activate this tool. For our for our group, and that's that's it seems obvious. It seems like such a, a, a clear route uh, to go. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just I, I just hope in a few years that I have millions and millions of users, and I've done that before in in different businesses. So it, it doesn't seem that unreachable to me. Sure. Um, I you know by having a good product, getting the word out correctly, it's going to be really be you know right because you talk about distribution, right? Yes. And it, it, it has a lot be. of these. Um, it it. It hinges, that's the right word, not pivot, it hinges on that one key partner, yes. right? Like a Dignity Health or a, you know, I mean, healthcare is a, a currently a very, very big topic. And anything that anybody could do as a private citizen to help in the healthcare. Um, I know that uh, Kimberly is coaching someone right now. Is who, that your wife, Kimberly? That would be my wife, who's yeah. been on the show before, yeah, and she's a TEDx uh-huh. speaker coach. Um, she's dealing with someone who's had a traumatic brain injury and her talk is about the just the messed up world of post care Mm -hmm. for her and how she had to sort all of that out and Mm. navigated her way through that and and so I'm I'm wondering about you know the how you actually might I believe one person could change everything so this might be a huge you put yourself out there as like here's the way we solve this where I see this solving for for different illnesses is that let's say it's ALS and and um, my cousin has ALS and I went to the ALS organization I would love it that if they use rally care that there's custom information about ALS and if it's if it's American Cancer Society it's custom information if it's a church have you know, targeted information that's religious specific. Well, if someone ad- whoever yes. someone identifies with, whether it's the illness or their faith, I wanted to have more targeted uh, information for them that's more relevant for them. Well, this yeah. is where um, go investigate IBM's Watson. Yes, because yeah. this is and there are there are free APIs to these big knowledge bases because now with something like that. You don't have to worry about that content, right? Right. The AI is going to go and deliver you like the the newest research and all of those kinds of things. Yeah, it's a new world. It's a fascinating world. Oh man, I'm lo- I'm loving living in it. Brad, thank you for coming on the show. And, well, thank and you. We we went a, we went in a lot of different directions uh, on that one, and uh, I know that um, Max right now he's listening. He's flying. Do you know he's flying right now? And I have listening? no idea. Yep, and he's wondering what we're going to call this show. And you listen to the show, so you know this part. So you've been say you, so you you have a title for the show. What is it? Um, crowd, you know, it's funny. We've never mentioned these words, but it was crowdsourcing your healthcare. 
Oh, that's good. And we I didn't, and I we, oh. I, I just realized we never even mentioned that aspect of it. That uh, well, crowdsourcing has that kind of double-edged baggage right now. <laughs> yeah, you know where it's like, no, no, it's still a really viable way to do things. But um, yeah, it's it's got just a little bit. You of, know, I know we're finishing up, but when yeah. I first had the concept, I threw up Facebook ads and I threw up crowdsourcing, and of course, only the tech people got it. Yeah, it, it was a horrible conversion rate. <laughs> even before oh. I had a product, right? I I you know put up a landing page and yeah, yeah. but I but. To, our, to your listeners, I think there more people would understand crowd, crowdsourcing. It's also called asking your friends. <laughs> yes. Right? I love that. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I also want to thank, oh, by the way, excuse me, we can find you at rally, R-A-L-L-Y, care, C-A-R-E dot O-R-G. Correct. Perfect. I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Polstring Press. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, drop us a note to partner at 805connect.com. And before I throw it to you, Patrick, sure. um, there is this really interesting thing that's happening in podcasting land. Yes. Where podcasters are asking their listeners to introduce the their friends to their favorite podcast using the hashtag tripod t-r-y-p-o-d and so it's you you if you're a podcast listener you know this has been happening because if you're a podcast creator you refuse to spell things the way they're supposed to be spelled (laughs) the hashtag tripod well it's yeah go try this pod right so you uh, so we'd love it if you uh said hey go try a listen to 805 Conversations. Include us in that, yeah. And, and help people set it up on their phones. This I is, find that very important. Otherwise, people don't do it. You have to actually set it up on their phone, and then then they're good. So this is this is this was where I was headed with this, uh, which is if you would like to help this podcast specifically, um, there are a lot of you might have a friend, and they are in the in care in the hospital, and there's a lot of things they can't do or they get bored with, and at TV being one of them that we mentioned. So how about this? Grab their phone, take it out into the cell phone place where you're allowed to use cell phones, and download a bunch of podcasts for I them. I love that. This one included. Put it back into airplane mode. Take it back into them, uh, and then give them something that they can do without having to physically uh, be attached to anything really, and they can just listen to some podcasts. Uh, I think we are probably the number one downloaded podcast in all hospitals uh, around the country. And uh, if somebody wants to, you know, dispute that, they can send us an email. I yeah, and on sailboats and on <laughs> number one downloaded <laughs> podcast on sailboats. Uh, I I love that. I I would love to hear from you uh, if you've got questions or an idea for a guest, or if you're listening and you're thinking, I would be a great guest. Drop me a note, uh, just like Brad did, mark at 805connect.com. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. <laughs>